Chapter Eight of the First Violin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The First Violin by Jesse Fothergill. Chapter Eight. Probe zum Verlorene Paradiese. Miss Hallam fulfilled her promise with regard to my singing lessons. She had a conversation with Fräulein Sartorius, to whom, unpopular as she was, I noticed people constantly and almost instinctively went when in need of precise information or a slight dose of common sense and clear-headedness miss hallam inquired who was the best master for singing the herr director replied anna very promptly and then he directs the best of the musical vereins the clubs societies whatever you call them at least he might try miss wedderburn's voice who is he the head of anything belonging to music in the town currently here music director he conducts all the great concerts and though he does not sing himself yet he is one of the best teachers in the province lots of people come and stay here on purpose to learn from him and what are these vereins every season there are six great concerts given and the seventh for the benefit of the director the orchestra and chorus together are called a verein musik verein the chorus is chiefly composed of ladies and gentlemen amateurs you know dilettanten their director is very particular about voices you pay so much for admission and receive a card for the season then you have all the good teaching the proben what is a prober i demanded hastily remembering courvoisier had used the word what do you call a rehearsal ah then he was musical at last i had found it out perhaps he was one of the amateurs who sung at these concerts and if so i might see him again and if so but anna went on it is a very good thing for anyone particularly with such a teacher as von francius you must join said miss hallam to me there is a probe to-night to rubenstein's paradise lost said anna i shall go not to sing but to listen i can take miss wedderburn if you like and introduce her to herr von francius whom i know very nice very much obliged to you certainly said miss hallam the prober was fixed for seven and shortly after that time we set off for the town hall or concert hall in which it was held we shall be much too early said she but the people are shamefully late most of them only come to clatch and flirt or try to flirt with the herr director this threw upon my mind a new light as to the herr director and i walked by her side much impressed she told me that if i accepted i might even sing in the concert itself as there had only been four probens so far and there was still several before the hauptprober what is a hauptprober i inquired general rehearsal when herr von francius is most unmerciful to his stupid pupils i always attend that i like to hear him make sport of them and then the instrumentalists laugh at them von francius never flatters inspired with nightmare-like ideas as to this terrible hauptprober i found myself with anna turning into a low-fronted building inscribed Stadische Tonhalle the concert hall of the good town of elbertal this way said she it is in the Rittersaal. we don't go to the larger saal till the hauptprobe i followed her into a long rather shabby-looking room at one end of which 
was a low orchestra about which were dotted the desks of the absent instrumentalists and some stiff-looking celli and contrabassi kept watch from a wall on the orchestra was already assembled a goodly number of young men and women all in lively conversation loud laughter and apparently high good humour with themselves and everything in the world a young man with a fuzz of hair standing off about a sad and depressed-looking countenance was stealing in and out and round about and distributing sheets of score to the company in the conductor's place was a tall man in grey clothes who leaned negligently against the rail and held a conversation with a pretty young lady who seemed much pleased with his attention it did not strike me at first that this was the terrible director of whom i had been hearing he was young had a slender graceful figure and an exceedingly handsome though i thought at first an unpleasing face there was something in his attitude and manner which at first i did not quite like anna walked up the room and pausing before the estrade said herr director he turned his eyes fell upon her face and left it instantly to look at mine gathering himself together into a more ceremonious attitude he descended from his estrade and stood beside us a little to one side looking at us with a leisurely calmness which made me feel i know not why uncomfortable meanwhile anna took up her parable may i introduce a young lady miss wedderburn herr musikdirektor von franzius miss wedderburn wishes to join the verein if you think her voice will pass perhaps you will allow her to sing to-night certainly mein fraulein said he to me not anna he had a long rather jewish-looking face black hair eyes and moustache the features were thin fine and pointed the thing which most struck me then at any rate was a certain expression which conquering all others dominated them at once a hardness and a hardihood which impressed me disagreeably then though i afterwards learned in knowing the man to know much more truly the real meaning of that unflinching gaze and iron look your voice is what mein fraulein soprano sopran we will see the soprani sit over there if you will have the goodness he pointed to the left of the orchestra and called out to the melancholy-looking young man herr schonfeld a chair for the young lady herr von francius then ascended the orchestra himself went to the piano and after a few directions gave us the signal to begin till that day i confess it with shame i had never heard of the valerine's parodies it came upon me like a revelation i sung my best substituting do re mi etc for the german words once or twice as herr von francius forefinger beat time i thought i saw his head turn a little in our direction but i scarcely heeded it when the first chorus was over he turned to me you have not sung in the chorus before no so i should like to hear you sing something sola he pushed towards me a pile of music and while the others stood looking on and whispering among themselves he went on those are all sopran songs select one if you please and try it not at all aware that the incident was considered unprecedented and was creating a sensation i turned over the music seeking something i knew but could find nothing 
all in german and all strange suddenly i came upon one entitled glutenur liebesherz the sopran solo which i had heard as i sat with courvoisier in the cathedral it seemed almost like an old friend i opened it and found it had also english words that decided me i will try this said i showing it to him he smiled this is good then he read the title of the song aloud and there was a general titter as if some very great joke were an agitation and were much appreciated indeed i found that in general the jokes of the herr director when he condescended to make any were very keenly relished by at least the lady part of his pupils not understanding the reason for the titter i took the music in my hand and waiting for a moment until he gave me the signal sung it after the best wise i could not very brilliantly i dare say but with at least all my heart poured into it i had one requisite at least of an artist nature i could abstract myself upon occasion completely from my surroundings i did so now it was too beautiful too grand i remembered that afternoon at cologne the golden sunshine streaming through the painted windows the flood of melody poured forth by the invisible singer above all i remembered who had been by my side and i felt as if again beside him again influenced by the unusual beauty of his face and mine and by his clear strange commanding eyes it all came back to me the strangest happiest day of my life i sung as i had never sung before as i had not known i could sing when i stopped the tittering had ceased silence saluted me the young ladies were all looking at me some of them had put on their eyeglasses others stared at me as if i were some strange animal from a menagerie the young gentlemen were whispering among themselves and taking sidelong glances at me i scarcely heeded any of it i fixed my eyes upon the judge who had been listening to my performance upon von francius he was pulling his moustache and at first made no remark you have sung that song before nedigest fraulein no i have heard it once i have not seen the music before so he bowed slightly and turning once more to the others said we will begin the next chorus chorus of the damned now mein herrschaften i would wish to impress upon you one thing if i can that is silence mein herren he called sharply toward the tenors who were giggling inanely among themselves a chorus of damned souls he proceeded composedly would not sing in the same unruffled manner as a young lady who warbles spring is come tra-la-la spring is here lira lira in her mamma's drawing-room try to imagine yourself struggling in the tortures of hell a delighted giggle and a sort of oh you dear wicked man expression on the part of the young ladies a nudging of each other on the part of the young gentlemen and sing as if you were damned scarcely any one seemed to take the matter the least earnestly the young ladies continued to giggle and the young gentlemen to nudge each other little enough of expression if plenty of noise was there in that magnificent and truly difficult passage 
the changing choruses of the condemned and the blessed ones with its crowning weir thundering down from highest soprano to deepest bass lots of noise and no meaning observed the conductor leaning himself against the rail of the estrade face to his audience folding his arms and surveying them all one after the other with cold self-possession it struck me that he despised them while he condescended to instruct them the power of the man struck me again i began to like him better at least i ventured his thorough understanding of what was to me a splendid mystery no softening appeared in the master's eyes in answer to the rows of pretty appealing faces turned to him no smile upon his contemptuous lips responded to the eyes black brown grey blue yellow all turned with such affecting devotion to his own composing himself to an insouciant attitude he began in a cool indifferent voice which had however certain caustic tones in it which stung me at least to the quick i have never heard anything worse even from you my honoured fräulein my nedigen heron just try once to imagine what you are singing about it is not an exercise it is not a love song neither of which you would no doubt perform excellently conceive what is happening put yourself back into those mythical times believe for this evening in the story of the forfeited paradise there is strife between the blessed and the damned the obedient and the disobedient there are thick clouds in the heavens smoke fire and sulphur a clashing of swords in the serried ranks of the angels cannot you see michael gabriel raphael leading the heavenly host cannot some of you sympathize a little with satan and his struggle looking at him i thought they must indeed be an unimaginative set in that dark face before them was mystopheles at least der geist der stets vereint if nothing more violent his cool scornful features were lighted up with some of the excitement which he could not drill into the assemblage before him had he been gifted with the requisite organ he would have acted and sung the chief character in faust con amore ach um gottes willen he went on shrugging his shoulders try to forget what you are try to forget that none of you ever had a wicked thought or aspiration don't they see how he is laughing at them i wondered you chorus of condemned try to conjure up every wicked thought you can and let it come out in your voices you who sing the strains of the blessed ones think of what blessed is surely each of you has his own idea some of you may agree with lenore by emich seligkeit und ohne wilhelm Müller. if so think of him think of her only sing it whatever it is remember the strongest of feelings the engel nennen es himmelsfreude the teufel nennen es höllenqual die menschen nennen es liebe and sing it he had not become loud or excited in voice no gesticulation but his words flung at them like so many scornful little bullets the indifferent resignation of his attitude had their effect upon the crew of giggling simpering girls and awkward self-conscious young men 
some idea seemed vouchsafed to them that perhaps their performance had not been quite all that it might have been they began in a little more earnest and the chorus went better for my own part i was deeply moved a vague excitement a wild and not altogether a holy one had stolen over me i understood now how the man might have influence i bent to the power of his will which reached me where i stood in the background from his dark eyes which turned for a moment to me now and then it was that will of his which put me as it were suddenly into the spirit of the music and revealed to me depths in my own heart at which i had never even guessed excited with cheeks burning and my heart hot within me i followed his words and his gestures and grew so impatient of the dull stupidity of the others that tears came into my eyes how could that young woman in the midst of a sublime chorus deliberately pause arrange her necktie and then after a smile and a side glance at the conductor go on again with a more self-satisfied simper than ever upon her lips what might not the thing be with a whole chorus of sympathetic singers the very dullness which in face prevailed revealed to me that great regions of possible splendour almost too vast to think of at last it was over i turned to the director who was still near the piano and asked timidly do you think i may join will my voice do an odd expression crossed his face he answered dryly you may join the verein mein fräulein yes please come this way with me pardon fräulein stockhausen another time i'm sorry to say i have business at present a black look from a brunette who had advanced with an engaging smile and an open score to ask him some question greeted this very composed rebuff of her advance the black look was directed at me guiltless without taking any notice of the other he led anna and me to a small inner room where there was a desk and writing materials your name if you would be good enough Wedderburn your forename or your first name my christian name oh may ma na perhaps you will be so good as to write it yourself and the street and number of the house in which you live i complied have you been here long not quite a week do you intend to make any stay some months probably if you wish to make any progress in music you must stay much longer it i it depends upon other people how long i remain he smiled slightly and his smile was not unpleasant it lighted up the darkness of his face in an agreeable manner so i should suppose i will call upon you tomorrow at four in the afternoon I should like to have a little conversation with you about your voice. Adieu, mein Damen. With a slight bow which sufficiently dismissed us, he turned to the desk again, and we went away. Our homeward walk was a somewhat silent one. Anna certainly asked me suddenly where I had learnt to sing. I have not learnt properly. I can't help singing. I did not know you had a voice like that said she again like what herr von francius will tell you all about it to-morrow said she abruptly 
what a strange man herr von francius is said i is he clever oh very clever at first i did not like him now i think i do though she made no answer for a few minutes then said he is a very good teacher End of chapter 8